Welcome to the Loco Parentis podcast, a fostering and adoption podcast featuring former cared for children and adoptees. Hosted by me, Twana Main, a former cared for child and adoptee. And this week we have Paolo Hewitt, music writer, journalist and former cared for child. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for doing no this. No worries, no worries. Glad to be here. So, you said you move around a lot. That's your Italian route. So, tell me a bit about yourself. Um, okay. Um, Where do we start from the beginning-ish. Okay, my mother is from a place called Sorrento, which yeah. is near Naples. Yeah. Um, and she was there during the Second World War, which was a dreadful time. Um, even as Naples was... Is it the south? Yeah, the yeah, south. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was completely devastated by the war. Um, there was, you know, cholera was everywhere. There was no food, no water. It was a really bad time. And um, she eloped with a British soldier. Yeah. A guy called Hewitt, right? And they came to Croydon in 1947, which was the coldest winter in <laughs> ever. And um, anyway, my mother settled down. She had two children, Nina and Frankie. But in 1952, she had a breakdown. Yeah. And I think... That if she'd have had that breakdown today, she'd have got loads yeah. of care and a bottle of Prozac and yeah. back on her feet in yeah. six months. Yeah. But it was darker times and she was put into a hospital, a mm. uh, mental hospital up in um, uh, Coulsdon called Nether. It's gone now. It was a huge place. You know, like you know, like when you see those Victorian films and they're, you know, they're in prisons and you know that kind of thing. It was horrible. And in 1957, she had an affair with someone. Not Hewitt. Not Hewitt. Okay. Ta da! <laughs> oh dear. And here I came in July '58, and uh, and it was and what what was interesting about it was that uh, nobody knew she was pregnant. Right. At the hospital. Yeah. They all thought, oh, she's Italian. They put on weight. <laughs> so that's too much pasta. <laughs> yeah, too much pasta. We need to stop the the bolognese. <laughs> but five weeks before I'm born, they went, oh my god. It's, it's a baby. It's a baby's on yes. and it was a big scandal. Right? Yeah, you can't be. Well, having... When were you born? What year I was, was born this? in fifty-eight. Right. Yeah. So, so, I was, so I was born there, and I was taken away, bada bing, straight away, because you can't be having kids out of wedlock. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Kids out of wedlock, and kids in, you know, in the hospital. Yeah. You know, it was like a complete. Yeah. So the whole thing was covered up. So when I actually first went to see my mother, which is when I was about ten or eleven, yeah. at this hospital. Yeah. They used to say to me, "Oh, um." Can you not ask about your father because it really upsets her? Yeah. But really, what it was was don't, because, you know, you'll find out about this. Yeah. So I was I was put into care, and and then I when I was four, I was playing, and this shadow fell over me, and I looked out, and there was this woman there, and they went, this is your new mother, right? Yeah. And her name, I can't say her name because I'm going to lie about because she was horrendous. Yeah. She was dreadful. I had six years of... Hell, yeah, you know, serious psychological. So, where were you before you? So, you said you went into care, yeah, where were you until you were four in this care place? All oh, right, so just like a children's home, yeah, it was like a nursery, it was just like loads of. I just I don't remember much of it, yeah, you know, my first memory was actually looking down on myself, yeah, yeah, I was in a, oh, right, yeah, I was in a cot or a bed and I looked down, that was my first memory, yeah, so I'm not really <clears> sure. I, I just remember sort of just sort of like we just like a lot of us younguns, you yeah, know, like three, four, yeah. And anyway, they let this woman adopt me, and it was complete. It was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Anyway, when I was ten, she threw me out. Right? She went. <laughs> you get adopted, and then you get thrown out. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, she okay. never adopted me. She fostered me. Yeah. Because my mother 
in in the hospital yeah. refused to sign the right, forms. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. So, um, but this woman, for example, this woman, I saw. I went through my files. You know, you yeah, go through yeah. files, and she had asked for another kid, right? And she, it was like she was ordering a pizza, man. She was going. <laughs> Yeah, we want to get a new one. Um, he's got to be handsome, intelligent. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, not black, but, <laughs> but light-skinned is, oh, is my okay. Gosh. Indian's yeah. fine, but not African. <laughs> oh, you know, a bit of mushroom. <laughs> you hold the pepper, please. You know, it was like that. It was incredible. That's what she was like, man. She was never like... And no one... no one's, Because she lived in a... a she lived a very middle-class life. Yeah. She lived in Bagshot. Yeah. In this big house. Yeah. And so all the social workers were like, well, he lives in this lovely house yeah. and he's going to go to public school yeah. and, you know, this woman's fantastic. He's going to have a good life. He yeah. would have had such a great life. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Not yeah. real life. Because I couldn't talk. You know, I was, you know, I was a kid, man, so I'm being beaten. Yeah. And they're saying to me, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I've had a dreadful time. So where did yeah. you go after that then, after she I went to a I went, looking one? I went to Burbank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't get any better than me, surely. <laughs> um, I went to Burbank Children's Home in Woking, Surrey. Yeah, and you've written about that as well. Yeah, yeah. and I stayed there. And I got there when I was 10 and I left when I was 18. And how was it? Because usually when you hear about children's homes, it's it's awful. Well, the thing is this, is that when I left there, see, I, I was very lucky because at 14, I knew I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. Right? So it was kind of like, I knew I had to, because like they have bylaws in Woking, you're not allowed to be, be a writer. You know, you can't, be, <laughs> you can't do that kind of shit there, man. You've got to be like, you know. It's a very, uh, it's a, somebody said about Woking once, it was an Essex town that somehow ended up in <laughs> Surrey. <laughs> it is true, it's a crazy place. When I left to go to London, all my mates you've got to be really careful in London. I'm like, have you seen Woking High Street <laughs> on a Friday night? Have you seen it? It's like blood, curry and lager all <laughs> mushing together. It's outrageous. So, but I loved Woking. I, I still feel like, because I'd moved around a lot with the, with the mad woman, but Woking, I was there from 10, <laughs> 10 to 18. Yeah. So I feel like Woking is my hometown. Yeah. So I'm very fond of it. But I had to get out of there. So um, anyway, when I got to London, I didn't tell anyone about my past. Yeah. Not a soul. Yeah. Because I wanted to be judged on if I had skills as a writer. Yeah. Not, I didn't want the sympathy vote. Yeah. So... Burbank to me was this kind of like, uh, and the great thing about London is if you're an outsider, you can come in, in and yeah, people. and yeah. you can just reinvent yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of did that, yeah. and um, I never told anyone. And Burbank was, and I couldn't face it, and I couldn't deal with it. And then when I got to thirty-five, I realised no. When I started writing the Looked After Kid, which yeah. was my book yeah. about it, I thought I need. Is to that go, the first book? Yeah, yeah. I need to go back to Burbank. I yeah. need to face up to yeah. it. So I went back, and I I went with a friend of mine, my best friend from the home, mm. Des, yeah. God rest his soul, and we just laughed. Yeah. Oh, do you remember that? You know, it was just like, you know, like with all this thing I've been running from, and it was actually, I realised, and I kind of realised that all these great things had happened, mm. that I'd made a lot of great friends, and, you know, we'd all, I mean... I think in children's homes that there's this kind of rec there was this recognition amongst all us kids that something bad had happened to us. Yeah. Right? And that it didn't matter if you were posh or rich or poor or whatever, it didn't matter. You yeah. were you were joined by this thing. We never spoke about it. Mm. No one I never said to Des why are you here. Yeah. Des never said we just it was yeah. like we're here. Yeah. And I and more and more as the years went by I realised that 
Burbank actually been a really positive experience yeah. for me. I mean, number one, I wasn't being beaten every yeah. day by the mad woman, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was with my, I was with these, these, these. Yeah, we all kind of looked out for each yeah. other, and it was sort of like a huge family. Yeah. And even though I didn't have, you know, when you're eleven or twelve, you're not going to hang out with seven year olds. Yeah. I would just consider them my little brothers and sisters. Yeah, now, I realized. yeah. And as as the years went by, I realized that I could, I didn't have anybody stop me doing my dream yeah you know no one's there going you're going to go and work for the a music bank what do you want about you're going to go and work in the insurance office yeah. down or you're going yeah. to go to university and yeah. get a degree, you know blah, blah blah i had freedom i had freedom i had courage because i'd survived 10 eight years yeah. in a thing it was like what are you going to do to me that's not already been mm. done yeah um i i i had the value i knew the value of friendship and loyalty you know i, I learned a really so as the years have gone by I've, i just look back on burbank with a much more uh positive yeah. eyes you know because my experience of care is different like i went into care when i was two yeah um we went backwards and forwards like we went to stayed with my birth mother a few times and then went back like she just had too many kids and so she she yeah. was she was a bad parent you know she, she was. was she was a bad parent okay. like so we were never we weren't not taken away because she was just a dreadful parent you know so but then she had too many kids so it came to the point of when because she had twins right. so my older brothers are twins i was a twin but my twin died oh, I'm sorry. like when we were kind of 10 weeks old and then three and a half years after i was born my younger brothers were born right. also twins but then one of them died but they died like in care when we were in care so um yeah she couldn't she just at one point she had like five kids five and under age five and under she couldn't cope and she was right. she was a single mum she'd come from jamaica right you know yeah coming from jamaica as like a 14 year old on her own yeah to this country her parents had been here already for yeah. a few years so i think she'd like turned up in this country not really knowing her parents yeah and then there's more siblings there's younger siblings and then slotting in and imagine just coming to this country like in the middle like the mid 60s yeah yeah and you're not really, you're a teenager. Yeah. And then you just sort of, a few years later, then you just start having a bunch of kids. And it's just yeah. kind of like, it's it's bound to fail. I know loads of people, they kind of did that and it didn't. Yeah. Sort of, but for her, it was kind of bad. It didn't so, happen, yeah. So we, ne we were lucky never to go to like children's homes. So I'm quite glad that I've met somebody who's yeah, went so to you one. You said that. You, you said you were lucky not to go to children's homes. Yeah, home. but you always hear bad stuff about children's homes. Yeah, this well, is this is one thing. of my things yeah. about it. You know, I, I, it's like, you know, like we, like in TV dramas, yeah. they do this thing. They always do it. They go, if you don't tell us the name of the burglar, we're going to send your child yeah. to care. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> the devil comes yeah. up and, and all yeah. this stuff. And obviously, children's homes, you know, there's been abuse and, you know, yeah. terrible things yeah. have happened. But brilliant things have happened in children's yeah. homes. And I think that side is never, ever, yeah. is never, ever examined. Yeah. Just, for example... And the same thing with social workers. Yeah. I had a brilliant social yeah, I had worker. Brilliant social worker. Brilliant yeah. social worker. Yeah. Well, you don't see on the front of the Daily Mirror, Paolo yeah. had brilliant social yeah. worker. <laughs> yeah. You see social workers fucked up again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I feel about about children's homes because I I mean you you don't get get them anymore. My children's home now, like when I was there there was twenty five of us. Yeah. Right? And like four staff. Yeah. There's like four kids and twenty five <laughs> staff. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't get that yeah. big thing but i don't know i just think it really i think it really helped me you know? yeah I, I really do and it was sort of like when i was at school i actually liked it but i don't know if that was just me but you know like kids have parents waiting for them i like yeah. the fact i didn't have parents yeah. you know made me different yeah you know it kind of gave me a 
bit of an edge. Yes, <laughs> you like, did. Yeah, I kind of thought, yeah. Look at you and your parents. <laughs> what, like it? Yeah. 12 and I can walk myself. Yeah, home, don't need yeah this exactly. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I do think, you know, I think we get bad, bad press. Yeah. Children's homes. And one of the things I, I always like to do is to, you know, in my books, I try and put forward the thesis that it's not all gloom. Obviously, there were times, man, when I was, you know, completely depressed. Yeah. And, you know, why has this happened to me? And, yeah. you know, daddy, daddy, down, I'll never make it. And I'm, but, you know, everybody has that. Yeah. You know, you find that everybody has yeah. that. You know, and sometimes, right, I don't know about you, but I've been with people, they talk about parents. I think, oh, thank God, why would you <laughs> Yeah, know? yeah. Calm down. I mean... You know, like like when I wrote the looked after kid, this guy got in touch with me from LA, and he's a he was a scriptwriter, and he was going to do a um, script on a Roald Dahl book, yeah, which starts in a children's home, yeah. Which I'm not sure what the book was called, and he'd read he'd read stuff about the looked after kid on things, and he wouldn't talk to me. Anyway, I'm talking away, and he went, "Oh, my wife loved your book. She thought it was amazing." So I oh, thanks. It's really kind. I said, "So what was she in a children's home?" I said, "No, no, but she went to a boarding school." <laughs> yeah, and I thought. That's even worse, right? Yeah. I mean, we knew at the yeah. children's home. We didn't have parents, yeah. so we just had to yeah. do it. But imagine the parents are like pair going, of pain yeah. <laughs> to get rid of you. Get yeah, go away. Oh, yeah, when you're four, yeah, that's gonna, you. yeah. yeah, that's gonna. You don't see your parents. So you're, yeah. you know, it's it's not just us who have the preserve on gloom and doom. Yeah. You know, yeah. it spreads, it spreads yeah. itself Everyone's out. Everyone's getting yeah. a bit, yeah. gets a bit of action. No, it's kind of interesting because I did because my mum like because my mum fostered us. Yeah, and. Um, she was fostering some other kids, and I remember visiting one of them in a children's home. And it was all I remember from there was just a massive fish tank in the hallway. <laughs> I'm like, "You live here now?" It's like, "Yeah, I quite like it." You're like, "Yeah." He kind of did his own thing, really. I yeah. suppose I don't know. It's really weird because when we were um, growing up, we used to hang out with a family, and they had some foster kids, and they ended up adopting one of them. They fostered two boys, and one of the boys didn't want to be adopted, and I found that really strange. He was like, "No, I don't." I don't want any parents. Uh, okay. It was just really. Yeah. Whilst the other one was like, I wanted a family. Yeah. So he stayed. Did you have a good family? What my adoptive family? Yeah. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. They annoy me, but then when I when I speak to my friends, like we we're the same. Right. I can say, yeah, my mum's. I spoke to my mum yesterday. She's got my nerves. She's, you know what I mean. Oh, she's been gotcha, a bit, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah. My mum, my mum adopted me and my older brothers. Hmm. So I got to stay with them. Right. So yeah. Just did you think you had a kind of normal? Well, apart from the fact that my mum's white, yeah. Um, <laughs> apart from the fact that my mum is white, my life was pretty normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Being adopted and having a white parent and you're black is, is that, yeah, that's that a... comes with a whole set of. And yeah. for me, I found that quite, quite difficult. Right. And people stare. Um, I bet with you. And just people like ask questions, like people that you don't know. So like when you're out and about yeah. as a family, just rocking about, and then people going, "Who's that woman?" I'm like, say hello, for starters. Don't yeah. just chip in with, "Who's that?" Do you know what I mean? But yeah. like, it's my mum. And then like people like look at you like, so like, yeah. Madonna's done it, and Angelina Jolie. Like people are like, "Oh, I get it now." You're like, "Yeah, but my mum did it before it was fashionable." So let's can. not get all, yeah. Yeah. Well, good for your mum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She just good wanted to her. foster some kids. I don't think she planned to adopt any. Did she have her own kids? No. She didn't. She just got me and me and my older brothers. Right. How yeah. many? How many brothers? How many brothers? I've got four brothers. No, three brothers. And she looks after them. No, as well. she looks after the two. She's two. got the older two. Yeah. Oh, the younger okay. one went. So to... you grew up in a family of three. You, yeah. Your you mean me, me older brothers? Yeah. That's kind so of. So it's nice. kind of cool. And my yeah. younger, my younger brother used to live around. He's always kind of lived around the corner as well. So we used to see him. But it's quite our relationship's a bit difficult, really, because he sees our birth mother. Ah. So. You don't see that, mother. No, I don't want to have anything to do with her. Really? No. Yeah. 
I'm different. I was. I did. I spent a lot of last year thinking about maybe I should. Mm-hmm. Then I thought I don't know if I'd get any. I don't think it would benefit me in any way. I don't. Mm. I don't really. I don't. It was strange with my mother because my mother couldn't speak much English. Mm. So I didn't meet her till I was ten, eleven. Yeah. Right. And uh, all she goes, oh, Paola, 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 and you know, and uh, I, I, I managed to get hold of her records. And um, when they used to have these interviews with her, like a yearly interview, yeah. they didn't even have an Italian translator there. Really? Yeah. It's, it's really it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's not weird, it's horrible. Yeah. It's, you know, just how backwards they were with their whole care thing, you know. And, you know, I've had a, you know, I've had an amazing life, man. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, I've joined the enemy, you know, joined the enemy, joined Melody Maker, travelled the world, yeah. you know, da di da di da. But my mum, you know, that's, that's who had the bad life. Yeah. yeah, she was there for forty years in that place. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. So she had to, you had two older siblings. Yeah, half sisters. Yeah. Do you have anything to do? Yeah, with them? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really close. Oh right, that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, you see that, and the person who did that was my social. I was talking about my yeah. social worker. Yeah. She was like, when I was thirteen or fourteen at the home. You see, I was obsessed with three things. Yeah. Right. Music. Yeah. Books. Yeah. And football. Yeah. Right. Was it always Spurs? Yeah, always Spurs. Shall I tell you why? Yeah. Okay. It was 1967. Yeah. And I was at home and I was lived in Bagshot. This yeah. was the mad woman, right? <laughs> and it was Saturday afternoon. She was out. Thank God. That's why I used to love Sunday Mass because she wasn't Catholic. She wouldn't go to church. All right. I got two hours away from her. <laughs> heaven. But heaven. <laughs> but anyway, um, and radio said Tottenham Hotspur are playing Derby in the FA Cup semi-final. I thought, whoever wins that game, I'm going to support. Yeah, I need a team to support. That, yeah. Yeah. And on Thursday I was at school and somebody said to me, Spurs are playing Chelsea in the cup final. I said, why am I Tottenham Hotspur? And they said, well, they are. Yeah. 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 I thought, that's my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've met your team. I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> anyway, they, they beat Chelsea 2-1 yeah. in the final. And that was it. And that was it. It's been one long, Because my brother, I remember my brother, came, yeah, my brother I nearly supported Spurs because my brother came home my brother came home from school one day and said, we're going to support a football team, yeah. but I'll let you know tomorrow after school. <laughs> so then he came in and then at tea time said, we're supporting Liverpool. And went, how does that work? Yeah. He's either Liverpool, he was. He came in and was like, either Liverpool or Spurs. I'm right. like, I'm not going for any of that. So that's when I supported Charlton. Right. And then I just thought I need a bit more glory. But, yeah, but you do know that in life you can do many things. You can change your house, change your car, change you can't your partner. Change you can't, you shouldn't change, you can't be changing your team. I do check in on Charlton. Oh, that's good of you. I do, I do. I do. I'm do like, they look out for you? No, not like, at all. She's, she's checking in. I'm like, oh, they're doing all right. Oh, no, no, right. Arsenal, how are they do? Yeah, my, I did even start looking in on Do you go Charlton to Arsenal? Or, I've been a few times. Have you? Yeah, I went once. What, to Emirates or Yeah, Padre? to the Emirates. All right, yeah, it's all right. Well, I, was, I, I just went on the keep your friends close but your enemies closer basis. Yeah. That one. I thought it was horrible. It's all right, it's all right. I hope our stadium's not like that. It will be. They're all soulless hell holes now. Yeah, they they're, will not, be. they're not very nice. Yeah. So you got into music. When did you get into music? When, when I was home? five years old, and oh, I right. was I was sitting at at, at, at um at breakfast. It was Sunday morning. I was on my own, and the radio was there. And suddenly they played "She Loves You" by the Beatles. Yeah. And I was just. It was like, it was like wow. It just knocked me. I, it was like, you know, I, I was in another world. Yeah. I was just. It's the whole day. She loves you. Yeah. <laughs> And I thought, oh, Paul McCartney, because I've got hair like it. And he said, jump on my bed. And, you know, so that's when music just, so music became really, really important to me. And I was just obsessed with it. Yeah. And I got obsessed. I was a really good reader. I was reading Greek mythology when I was six or seven. I'm just trying to imagine you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, I was up in my little in... room. I was up in my little room. 
And the great thing about things like Greek mythology, suddenly you're off, you know, fighting armies and putting down temples and Trojan horses, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. So I was very, um, I was anything that took me away. Yeah, anything that placed me in the present. Yeah. When you read a book, you're in the present. Yeah. When you're listening to music or playing football. Yeah. You know, you all those things, you, you're you not thinking about the, you know, you're just that, what's going on there. And um, when I was 14, I walked into school and I saw my mate Enzo, who was, was also Neapolitan, and he was reading this paper. And I mm. said, what is that? Because I saw this picture of like, that band on it. So it's the New Musical Express. And I was like, what's that? Yeah. He said it's a paper about music. I said, "What? What do you mean?" I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't. I never knew there was such a thing. Yeah. And in the end, I'll just read it. <laughs> <laughs> and I read it, and the light work, light bulb went off. That's what I wanted to do. Right. And I told my English teacher, and she laughed at me. So I never told anybody. What Again. I wanted to do. No. Yeah. Why do teachers do that? Yeah, I know. Always. There's yeah. always teachers you like. And them. and when I was about forty, they had a school reunion. Yeah. And I thought, because I'd written about I don't know ten books by then, mm. I thought. I'm rang my mate. Says Miss Widdhead going to be there? I said no, nah, she passed away. Because she'd have been there. I was going to go there and go one, yeah, two, three, you know. Have some of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, so I was very lucky. I was very lucky that at fourteen I was given that. Yeah. You know, there's people much smarter and much more intelligent than me mm. who still don't know what they want to do in life. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've kind of wondered. But I was just so I, I had a focus. So like I knew I had to get here and I had to get there. I had to get to London. Yeah. When I when I got I got to London by by getting into a college, North London Poly in Kentish yeah. Town. Yeah. Then I wrote for the student newspaper. And then I sent stuff off to Melody Maker, and they took me on. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It was all. It was just that. That's. I've just focused on that. That's, got a bit of drive. Yeah, and I think if you do that, I think if you have, no, I really do think you you can create your own reality by the, by the you know, your by the you know the strength of your thoughts. Yeah. If you think I'm going to go and do that. Yeah. I don't care if I'm from a children's home. I don't care if I've got no money. I don't care. I'm going to go and do that. Give it a go. Yeah. yeah. Not give it a go. I'm going to go and do yeah. it. I'm going to do it. You know. And you see, the thing for me was, if I'd have failed, mm. I could always go back to Wogan. Or, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I could, okay. But for me, the worst thing was to have been lying on my death and think, I've not done anything. I, um, yeah. I didn't try it. You know? Yeah. And I tried it and thank, thank the Lord, I, you know. Written loads of books. When and did that, you decide to write about being in care? Well, the thing was, was that I kept on thinking I should write about it, and then I thought I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm just not ready mm. because. And then at that time, there were all these books coming out by this guy. What was his name? Dave Petzer. Mm. Dave Petzer. And it was all like, and then she did this, and then she did that, and then she did this, and then she did that, and blah blah blah. And I think, no, nah, I want to. And it was only when I got when I got to when I was forty, and I thought oh, I can do it now because I could. I was much more interested. I, I, my foster mother, uh, when I was seven years old, locked me in a cupboard. Mm. Right. Now that's quite dramatic on paper. But yeah. what's more interesting? Why? Yeah. What was driving her? Yeah. What was going on in her life? Yeah. That she was ordering kids up like pizzas. Or, yeah. or you know, or or treating me in this way. What was going on? Yeah. Turns out she had a brother who was this brilliant guy. Got to Cambridge, he was in the RAF, and he died early. Yeah. And the parents never got over it, and they yeah. kind of blamed her. Yeah. And she was like isolated. So she, rec her childhood, she recreated for me. Do you see what I mean? Like the isolation. Yeah. Like yeah. The, you know, she. But did she do that with the other children? Yeah. Was she doing that with. Yeah. yeah. Like when I got there, yeah. 
they, she said, oh, you've got... <laughs> such a weird thing, isn't it? She said, oh, you've got sister. Yeah. Well, not really. <laughs> okay. And her name was Elizabeth, and she was at ballet, right? She was at ballet school in Camberley, and um, and uh, she'll be coming home for the holidays, right? Yeah. What do you think of when you're seven and you think of a girl who's doing ballet? You don't think of a girl who's like 10 stone, mm. do you? No. Which is what Elizabeth was. <laughs> and I just thought, this is why... And then I realised it's because... You know, she was like making this poor girl who obviously didn't want to be yeah. there go through this. Yeah. You know, it was her revenge. It was was her... it her own child or was she another no, foster child? No, she was child? another foster child. She came up, she, she had four. There was me, Elizabeth, then these other two came Andrew and someone else. And I remember looking at her. Because when Andrew arrived, yeah. I kind of thought, oh, this is my replacement. Yeah. You know. Did it get better the, for you the, once, once the, he turned you know, up? the number's going to yeah, go up on the yeah. side of the <laughs> you're, you're number, off. Yeah, number 12. Come on, off you come. Number nine. Um, no, 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 it was, it was worse. Oh, it was dear. dreadful. It was, it was, I can't, well, if you read the looked after kids, yeah. well, it's all in there. Yeah. But if you want to read about the good side of care, read about uh, this follow-up, which was called, But We All Shine On. Yeah. And because of the wonders of the internet, when the looked after kid came out, um, people from my children's home got in touch with yeah. me, you know. Yeah. And I suddenly thought, wouldn't it be interesting to know how they got? Yeah. So, um, I got, I interviewed four of those chaps, four chapters on them so you had david who um didn't get any attention at home mm. and so he was great david because he covered all our sins because so i've nicked 20 quid out of the petty cash yeah right? they've got us all in the room who's nicked 20 quid out? and david i did <laughs> I think touch you know what's going on here but he didn't get any attention yeah and he said to me i just thought well if i could Tell him that I did it, I'd get some attention. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And he got so much attention that they put him in Ballstall. <laughs> they oh, said, you're God. too naughty. They put oh, him in Ballstall and then he went to prison. Oh, my gosh. But now, but now he runs a big £100,000 a year heating engineering Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So he came through. Yeah. Norman, he stuttered, right? Yeah. And he ran away the whole time. Yeah. And no one ever thought, the poor kid stutters, everyone's laughing at him, that's why yeah. he's running away, because yeah. you run away, yeah. you're on your own, yeah. right? But he's now works for a hospital looking after charity, you know, ill kids. He's, so he's done really yeah. well. Des, my mate, who I was best mates with, we bonded over music and thingy. He ended up writing scripts, but didn't really get him off the ground. But he was really happy where he was. Yeah. And uh, Terry, <laughs> Terry was a loony man. <laughs> he ended he was kind of, but he, he'd found God. Yeah. And he settled. Yeah. And he was, you know, so they were all in really good places. Yeah. And at the end, I meet a fifth character, which is Burbank Children's Home. Yeah. And I go back there with Des, and I write about that day, and talk about the things I was talking about earlier, about what Burbank had given yeah. me, you know, which was, you know, in, invaluable. It's nice that they flourish, because usually when you hear about kids who've been in care as well, like, so, like we said before, <coughs> like, children's homes, you only ever hear the bad sides, Absolutely. and social workers, Absolutely. and also, like, kids in care, it's like... Yeah. Poor mental health, yeah. drugs, prison, or ended up dead as well. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is as well is that um, is that um, you know the the educational thing is one GCSE. Yeah, is coming. yeah. Sixty. This is like people. You know, people write to me and they go, you know, uh, we're doing this charity. Could you give us something for it, right? Mm. Cancer or whatever. Yeah. I never do mm. because my charity is kids on the street. Yeah. Because sixty percent of them are from care. Yeah. So I always just give money. Yeah. I don't care. But hey, they're going to buy drugs. Well, what do you think they'd buy a house? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Give them a pound, you know. He's going to get an avocado. Cool, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, so, 
Um, yeah, so they're so bad, all the statistics. But what about, you know, you've done, you've seen done all right. You've done all right. Yeah. I've done all right. Bruce Oldfield, who designed dresses for Princess. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Morton. Yeah. Oscar nominated. Yeah. Len Cisse, yeah. poet. Yeah. You know, where's the programme yeah. about that? Yeah, I know. Where's, you know. I know, it's always doom and gloom. Yeah. Like, obviously, going in, it's like, obviously we needed to go into care. It was the best thing that kind of happened, really. Yeah. And having social workers involved in our lives. Yeah. Otherwise it would have been yeah. gone brilliant social worker. I had a yeah. brilliant social worker. And she, anyway, that's what I was talking about, but with my two half-sisters, she kind of brought, she kind of kept insisting, right, you know, when you all I wanted to do at thirteen was kind of chase girls and play football yeah. and listen to music, yeah. right? Right, we're going off to see Nia. These people I don't know. Yeah. She kept at it. Yeah. And then finally one day, oh, there's a phone call. It's Nina. Hello, Nina. And suddenly you, yeah. she kind of really yeah. put the family back together again. It's good though. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. And all that stuff that social workers do, it, you know, like I say, it just doesn't. It's unsung though, isn't it? I don't Absolutely. think I don't think people know what social. I don't I don't know what social workers really do, but yeah. I know I know that because we were kind of depending on what age we were, but we always I don't know whenever we see them like a couple of times a year or whatever. Sometimes yeah. we saw them a bit more than you know certain things were happening, but yeah, there's the good bits. They take you to McDonald's, yeah. but then that's always the good bit. But then it's the bits where they're just explaining stuff, and it's the bits like they they I knew that my social workers were like on our side. Yeah, like it's like. We are working for you. Yeah. We want the best yeah. for you in this yeah. situation. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. For us, like, you never hear that. Because well, people, because social workers are usually under the radar anyway, because you're dealing with kids, so usually you can't you can't talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, but it's always... Yeah, exactly. And like I say, but if they, they fuck up, then you're going to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, but there's like, they out of a trillion times, yeah. it's one. Yeah. But what about, yeah. at the moment, I think there's like 90,000 kids, 90, kids in the UK in care. Oh, okay. There's about 90,000. Yeah, something like 90,000 in the whole of the UK. Okay. Or well, not just be England. But it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of there's kids. There's a lot of kids, but there's not like 90,000 kids dying every year. Yeah. There's people, you know what I mean? So whatever reason why kids are going in care, yeah, you've got shit. Well, you if you're taken away from a bad situation, I was yeah. saying, away. I had six, I can't, you know, I'm over it now, I really am. But, you know, it was, it was just... Trauma. Yeah. It was absolute trauma, yeah. right? And it took me years and years to get over it. Years. But I was taken away from that and I was put in a much better place. Yeah, you know? we were as well. Yeah. yeah. I met Des and I met Colin Nolly. And... I got to have a white mum and eat, <laughs> <laughs> eat fancy food. No, not really, but yeah. Do you, do you use it as part of your routine? Your I have done recently. Have so it? the last few years, I've started to talk about being adopted. Right. Because I think it's quite funny. Yeah. It's well, just it a good, it's a good, mum, yeah, it's a good, a... it's a good kind of little turn, yeah. and then there's just sort of the per, the peculiarities of having a a white middle class mum, yeah, and being black yeah. is quite it's quite amusing, yeah. But there was one bit when I did my show sort of last year in Edinburgh, yeah, my show Black Girl, and um, I had some friends come and see me do like a preview, like a work in progress, and so, like I've known some of these people for ages, and there were a group of people there who didn't know that I was adopted, and so just before I was going to say oh reveal the joke yeah. I felt like I was I was going to cry yeah. I felt like oh my gosh I'm telling these people yeah, yeah. I never really know how you're meant to tell did you people te did you tell people you didn't tell no because no, I don't yeah. know how you're meant to tell people yeah, so it's yeah. really weird so then you're walking around just being quite secretive yeah. and not no one quite knows you because you're yeah. not giving information away because yeah. you're like I don't know what yeah. information I can give and yeah. what you're going to make well, of me once I give is, you that thing information is, thing is, is you're, you're so right and also the thing is it's where do you find like 
I had this two friends, right? And I used to go around to their house and they'd cook really nice food and we'd listen to music and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's really, well, he's not into football, he supports West Ham. So. <laughs> but, you know. And um, I'd known him 15 years and mm. looked after the kid came out. And Jenny rang me up. She said, I've known you 15 years and I've never knew any of this. Yeah. I said, but the thing is, Jenny, right? When I go to your place, it's really nice. <laughs> you know, you know, but, uh, you know, like, why am I going to say, oh, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was taken away from my mum and I beat her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I went to a mad yeah. Went yeah. Anyway, good night. Yeah, then I grew up in a children's home. <laughs> yeah. That's like my first date. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make. You can't. Yeah. You know, it was only. Because then when I, was, when I was at school, obviously people knew. And then, so like. Primary school, junior school is kind of fine. Yeah. Then when you go to secondary school, it's just a bit weird because yeah. you're all just teenagers and everyone's just being a dickhead. Yeah. And then, and then no one really knows. You don't tell them until it's parents' evening and then your mum turns yeah, up and everyone's going, yeah. why's your mum white? Yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, not yeah, this yeah. again. Yeah, so yeah. then you just stop talking about it. Yeah. And then when you get to an adult, you just think, I don't have to tell anybody now. No, no, no one knows. No, yeah. And so you cannot create yourself. Yeah. But you can also just leave but it out. did you have this thing where, like I had where you thought, I, I don't want the sympathy vote. If I'm yeah, gonna definitely. Be, yeah. If I'm going to succeed, yeah. I'm going to succeed on my own. And then, so, or sometimes people want to ask why. Sorry. And it's kind of like... Like, when I joined the enemy, mm. you know, which is my whole, you know, like, the first day there, and I thought, oh, my God, they've got a computer somewhere. Mm. And they put my name in, and it's come out, he's in a children's zone, and they give me this job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. those kind of... Yeah. I was going to think to myself, oh, I must be a good writer because I'm at the enemy. Yeah. I just yeah. thought... Oh, you know, it's, giving him a leg up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I hated it. Cause I don't feel I don't feel sorry for myself. I don't feel sorry for myself in any way. Hmm. But I think sometimes I don't know because I don't think any of it, whatever happened to me, was my fault. Good. I no, don't. That's good. It's not my. Did you think not, it at the time though? No, I've never no, thought that. <laughs> but no, I, think, I think my brothers are the same as well. I don't. Yeah. But none of us are like. Yeah. We're a bit slightly. Um, I don't want to say arrogant, but we're also a bit like. Yeah, it's not whatever. It's not. Yeah, our fault. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of good. That's but really then, good. Yeah. Because I, I think even though I kind of, I suspect I really did. Because mm. I was a kid. I was yeah. five years old. Yeah. So this adult's telling me that I'm worthless and stupid mm. and he comes in. Well, I must be. Yeah. They're telling me. Yeah. Even though I suspected I wasn't. Yeah. And I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird one. I yeah. don't know. It's a. But it's, I think kids do. They, they, you know. That's what I think. But I'll tell you what you should do also. Have, a, have you got any children? No. Have a, have, a, have a kid. I don't want kids. Oh, have a kid, man. Why? Because it, it, it takes it all away. Because I've got a two and... He's two and ten months, mm. right? And people... Some people say to me, oh, you'll have your childhood, right? Yeah. Think, oh, thank you, yeah. It's true, man. Yeah. But do you know why? Because a happy childhood, mm. to me, was a completely abstract thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never experienced yeah. it. I've no idea. But hopefully, with Rafi, mm. he's having a happy childhood. Yeah. And I can see it. Yeah. I can see the happy childhood. Yeah. And it suddenly becomes real. Yeah, but then I think, because my younger brother, he had kids, and then he's like in contact with our birth mother because he doesn't remember her. So right. he doesn't have any relationship with her. He doesn't remember what it was like to live with her. Yeah. So he imagines her to be a certain, that we were taken away um <sighs> Like the social workers took us away from her, yeah. and she was a good mum. It's like she wasn't a good mum; she was a dreadful mum. Yeah. So he has he has a relationship with her, and it's just like. But do you think with your mum? Sorry, yeah. But do you think with your mum? She, you say she was a dreadful mum. Yeah. She wasn't like my foster mother, was she? Yeah. She was. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. was into that business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, right. the thumping business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Business. So you yeah. needed to get away from. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Okay. 
So he doesn't. He doesn't. He didn't live with her. Right. So he, so he was born. So he went straight into care. And then when he was, and then we all. There was one point when we were all all five of us were in the flat. Yeah. With her and my younger brother's dad. Yeah. And she was chasing after. So they had a massive fight. Right. She chased after him with a knife. Oh. And the police were called. And that was the last time we were all together. Right. And he was nine months old. So yeah. he doesn't remember any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard though. Yeah, it's hard to. Break. But he he always wanted his yeah, mum though. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Whereas I knew her, and I don't need to know her. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be cool if I met her now. I think, but I was always I went through different stages. Yeah, like you When did. I was young, yeah. I was kind of like I was petrified. Yeah. Then when I was an when I got to a teen like early teens and twenties, I thought I will if I see her in the street, yeah, I will knock her out. Right. I'll kick the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just like yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'd yeah. Be like, You'll probably, by the end of it, you'll probably have sympathy. Yeah, I'm half... One thing of... that, you know, one thing that really helped me was to find out about my foster mum. Because mm. that removed, like, I was just unlucky. Yeah. Like, when she came to that nursery that yeah. time, she'd taken some other kid. Yeah, I yeah. I might have gone with some yeah. lovely family. Yeah. And, you know, it'd have been all hunky-dory. Yeah. Yeah, boring little life. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably be in Wogan. <laughs> yeah. Still spoiling Spurs, never mind. So, yeah, but, I mean, it's like... Like, I, to find out about my foster mum yeah. really helped me. Yeah. It really did, because I thought, oh, my God, it wasn't about me. Mm, it really yeah. wasn't about me. It was about her. Because my brother's... Um, I've always... I've thought that since with my mum, the older I've got, and I've kind of realised what it's like to come to this country on yeah. your own yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. And then just a lot of other stuff. And I know that that happened to a lot of people, and they yeah. their lives were all right. But then it's kind of like, what happened to her when she was in Jamaica on her own? Yeah, there's something Do happened. Do you know what I mean? There's, a, there's stuff has happened, and yeah. it's like, you've come here, and it's just... Yeah. We were just the brunt of that, and I realised that. And my brothers met her <clears throat> at the end of 2016, my older brothers. They yeah. went to, like, my younger brother's adoptive mum passed away, so they went to the funeral, and she was there. And I didn't go because I knew she'd be there, so I was like, no, I don't want to be there. But she was happy to see them. She was happy to see that they've turned out all right. Okay. And they're just, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. And that's nice for her to sort of, and she wants to go back to Jamaica now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she's kind of like, when I retire, I'm going back to Jamaica. And you're like, yeah. what are we? <laughs> Your time in the UK has been not very good. So I hope that the last, and, I'm, and I do like, I do kind of think, I hope your retirement is is a nice one in yeah. Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, I don't really, I'm so, I'm quite ambivalent about her and it now. Yeah, you found it. I'm a bit more like, chilled about it yeah, I yeah. can't be asked being angry about it so much yeah like I used to be well, sometimes yeah, I get a bit yeah whereas well, because the intensity of your teenage years leaves you mm, and yeah. you kind of you know I'm I'm all love and peace <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah. these days I'm like, I'll love everyone yeah <laughs> it's, it's just yeah you know I'm really in this guy Emmett Fox do you come no. like a spiritual yeah Christian thing and uh you know it's, it's to do with Jesus and that, but, you know, the, Jesus said, don't go to the altar if you have resentment against your brother. Mm. You know, make, go and make peace. Yeah. I'm really into that. Really? Yeah, I've been bringing people up. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you I do, you yeah. do, because after a bit, you suddenly think, you know what? You can burn a lot of yeah. you can burn a lot of energy and yeah, doing all of that kind yeah, of stuff. I haven't got it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got the energy. Might as well for... find the love. Yeah. Yeah, it's much, cool. it's, yeah, it's much healthier, you know. So you got into the writing. Apart from Arsenal fans. Oh, leave it out, mate. Come on, seriously. You're a Spurs fan. Do you know what I mean? I don't even understand that. Can't even... <laughs> when I saw well, that, I was like, oh, Have a look man. at the table and he goes, 
Man City, Man United, yeah, Tottenham, yeah, yeah, first right? Time. Yeah, yeah, And then you go that. down a bit more. Yeah. And there's Arsenal, and yeah, enjoy, that's, that's how you understand it. In, you enjoy see. that, but when was, that's like the, this is like the first time right, in the ages. No, last year as well, and it'll be yeah, happening for the next hundred years. Nah. Listen, this is not a football podcast. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, what did you you wanted to know how I got into writing? Yeah, because I'm interested in the writing bits. How do I get music. into it? Yeah. Well, okay, so fourteen or read the enemy, uh, and this is what I want to do in life. I'm, but who do you like musically apart from the Beatles? Like, oh, who, who did I like? Yeah. Well, I liked at that time. I liked because I grew up in the seventies. Yeah. So I liked loads of chart hits yeah. from the seventies. Yeah. And it was great because these singles would come from nowhere and be number one, like Miss Grace by The Times or mm. um, Hey Girl, Don't Bother Me by The Tams. I used to, so I loved T-Rex, I loved Bowie, um, and then Staples, I loved Staples yeah. singers, man, Mavis Staples. I interviewed Mavis Staples, yeah. I was like that. Nina Simone, I interviewed Nina Simone. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. man, wow. I'm telling you, right? Yeah, you, like when you had to interview Nina Simone, you, you, the manager would talk to you for an hour. He'd, he'd like make sure that you were on the yeah, level, right? Yeah. Because she wasn't in a. She was difficult, wasn't oh, she? she? Yeah. Yeah. So I convinced him. Said, "Okay, uh, she's waiting for you in the room." And I wanted to know two things. I've got twenty-seven Nina Simone albums. Yeah. Right? So I wanted to know how many more before I finished the collection. Yeah. And could I write her biography? Yeah. Right. So I walk in, and she's sitting on this sofa, and I have to sit down there. Yeah. So the the body language I'm looking up at. Her, yeah. Right? Yeah. And she got, and I said, um, "Oh, hi, Miss Simone. So I am Doctor Simone. <laughs> okay, I'm a doctor in music, and I don't." I said, "Okay, fine." Yeah. I said, "Doctor Simone, what have you been doing lately?" I've just finished writing my biography. <laughs> <You know. laughs> so how many albums you done? Fifty-four. Oh my! <laughs> you know the best bit, right? The best bit. I said to her, "You know, what I love about your music." I said, "It's just like you do everything brilliantly: mm. like classical, folk, jazz, blues, pop." You know, every you know, musicals, yeah. you know, shows, shows. So you do it so brilliantly. What else should a genius do? <laughs> do you know, I just wanted to kiss her. I just wanted to hug her. Oh, I love you. I remember reading an interview about her. Yeah. And when she moved to the south of France, That's or something, right. yeah, and she yeah, shot yeah. a neighbour's son. Yeah. <laughs> and when I read that, I was just like, Oh, yeah. I like this woman. Yeah, she doesn't. She, she, she doesn't mess about. I know. She was telling me when she she went to live in Libya. She had this really abusive husband in America. Yeah. And of course, she grew up in the civil rights time. Mm. I mean, and she, there's one of her songs, Mississippi Goddamn. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that came about because she was, um, Medgar Evans got murdered, and she went down to her her garage and started putting a gun together. <laughs> she was going to go and shoot every white person she saw. <laughs> And she was serious, man. Yeah. And her husband said, what are you doing? I'm going to kill everyone. And he stopped her and she went to the piano and wrote Mississippi Goddamn. Which is good. I'm yeah. glad she did that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But she was... She... But anyway, so I, I love all kinds yeah. of music. All, um, you know, I just it just as it went on and, you know, and then... Anyway, Melody Maker took me because they kind of saw I was young and that I could do, like, the two-tone stuff, Madness, yeah. the jam, Dexies, all that kind of stuff. And then in the 80s, I really got into early hip-hop. I was yeah. really into hip-hop and Acid House. Yeah. I really got into the yeah. house thing. And then in the 90s, I started hanging out with Oasis. Yeah. So I was hanging out with them boys. And then, so it's a wide, yeah. you know, slide. I mean, I love the Isley, Isley Brothers yeah. to me. Like. I see you re re wrote a book with um, Tim Westwood. Yeah. Did you meet him? Have you met him? Yeah, I, mean, I used to know Tim. What's he like? Well, he's he's a unique character, is yeah. our Tim. I haven't seen him in absolute ages. He's very dominant. Yeah. He's very domineering. And um, that book didn't come out very well because 
um, I wrote an essay about the be- the roots of hip hop. Yeah. Oh, the, the kids ain't going to read this, and, mm. and I kind of gave into it, and yeah. I got my mate to transcribe <laughs> transcribe some rap records. All oh, right. And we just put the lyrics in, and he got them all wrong. And <laughs> he was honestly he's contender for worst music ever. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, he's right, dreadful. You've got more... oh, dreadful. Oh, he was he was he was too. But Tim, you know, he was doing his thing. You know? mm. Do you work with, um, do you do stuff with kids who've been in care? Like, do yes. you do? I did, would you... I did a thing on Friday down in Maidstone. Yeah. They were launching this thing called Lifelong Links. And it's to do with the fact that, okay, so you're a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. And you haven't got, you, you haven't seen your mother. Mm. And you go on social media. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's fraught with danger. Yeah. You know, so what they're trying to do is to start this programme the kids want to find someone. Yeah. You know, can do that. So I did a reading from But We All Shine On down there. I always, anybody, I'm, if anybody wants anything to do, anything to do with care, I'm Yeah, there. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've done loads of stuff. I did, this is the best one up in Birmingham. Mm. And I wrote um, an extract from the Looked After Kid. Right? Yeah. And uh, the start of it was me waking up in, uh, in the children's home. And I'm talking about the fact that... Um, Mossy Ryan's going to beat, I go to clean my teeth and Mossy Ryan's going to beat me up. Mm. Right? And then I, I get dressed and I hate my clothes because they're just horrible. And all my mates at school have got Ben Shermans and yeah. Crombies, you know, and I've got these horrible nylon shirts and my trousers got holes in them and I've got no money. And then go downstairs and, and uh, oh, and I, 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 I sleep in a room and there's eight of us in the room. And there was, there was eight of us. There was a bunk bed there and six other beds. And, uh, and then I go downstairs and I have to eat this horrible tomato and toast and you know blah 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 anyway it was all this stuff you know anyway i finished reading and there was this silence and this girl went man you're old school <laughs> i said really she goes i got my own room i get 40 pounds a week i get whatever clothes i like what are you doing i was going well, it's 1972 you know i mean things have, ch- have changed a lot yeah. for kids in care on that level yeah yeah material yeah level because when my young when my younger brother he used to live so he's he's adoptive mum also fostered other kids yeah and she used to give she used to give the foster kids um just they used to get loads of pocket money but she used to give them like their clothing allowance as well yeah, yeah. and my younger brother found out about this and went listen yeah i know you've adopted me but i think i'm entitled to that kind yeah, of money yeah, right? so yeah. she used to give them that so i went home to my own mum and said so up the road june is giving the kids this this and this yeah. and i had that mum's like no yeah, <laughs> i was yeah. like what kind of mum are you you're bad yeah yeah so they're having a better time yeah financially they are yeah when I went back to the children's home, mm. I was telling you with Des, with the room. Is it still there? Is it still yeah, a children's home? Yeah, I told you there's right. four kids. Yeah, but is it still in? Is it still used as a children's home? Yeah, yeah four kids, twenty-five staff. All oh, right. Where our old bedroom, right? Yeah. Where eight of us yeah. slept, right? It's one bed, <laughs> one bed with an alarm clock and a TV and a stereo. We're going orphans. They don't know they're born. Look at this, outrageous. Because the guy, the guy, because this guy that shows around, he's going. Why are you so? Shop, we can never eight of us yeah. in here, man. Eight of us. Have anything. Yeah. yeah. And now they got, you know, their own T V at the end yeah. of the bed. And good for them. Great. You know, at least have some comforts, you know. What I mean? nice. We didn't, yeah. yeah. You know. And there was you know, there's all these staff that I walked up the so when you come to Bourbon, mm-hmm. it's off a hill. And you walk up this drive. Yeah. The amount of cars on this drive. <laughs> I couldn't get through them. It's all the staff members, you know. Yeah, but who are they? Like social workers? I don't they know what... They're loads of... So when you were there, who were... Who was it just social workers or just like parents? It was people who... It was, there were two people who ran the house, Gary yeah. and Sheila, yeah. right? And then there was Pat Henderson. She lived in 
and then there was about two or others who would come in. Yeah. And their job was basically get us up, yeah. get us fed, yeah. get us dressed, yeah. get us to school. Yeah. Get us back from school, yeah. get us fed, get yeah. us undressed, yeah. get us to bed, yeah. job done. Yeah. You can't remember it's like a huge hotel. You've yeah. got 25 kids, yeah. all these bed sheets are yeah. to be washed, all yeah. these clothes have yeah. to be... It's all that. So there was no kind of, oh, well, let's sit you down and, you know, let's give you a bit of counselling. Yeah. None of that. It was just like... That's why your mate had to admit to all these crimes. Yeah. Because he just wanted to Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, whereas now... Yeah, there's a lot know, of... Yeah, there's probably three of them sitting in there. So how was your dad at school, <laughs> you know? How do you feel? You know? How do you feel about your situation? You yeah, I'm angry. Yeah. Cool. Just had to, yeah. yeah you express know. yourself a bit more. I've just told you I'm angry. Yeah. Can I go out now to make a fag? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't wish to do that. I don't know. So but, what advice would you give? I don't know. Advice is the right word. I don't know. What would you say? So you know like when you were young, right? All I'd say is this, right? If I can write 22 books yeah. and come from where I come yeah. from, you can as well. Cool. Wherever your dream is, you can do it. I think you could... I think we could end on that bit. I'm just going to say thank you very much, Paolo. No, no worries. I mean, lovely to no, chat I've enjoyed to you. it. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Thanks for listening to the Loco Parentis podcast. Special thanks to Andrew Mills for letting us use the Dress Circle Bar at the St Martin's Theatre. I've been Twana May. See you soon. <laughs>